Hello, everyone. I am Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio, and joining at this time from our featured band of the week, Overdrive Orchestra. Please welcome the maestro, Chris Cranick. How you doing today? Pretty good, Matthew. Thanks for having me. Hey, I've been a fan of Overdrive Orchestra. Started in January when I heard about you guys releasing Electric Mind. That's really when I started uh, listening to you guys more, and I, I really dig Electric Mind. Thank you so much. I'm glad to hear that. So I kind of want to start with a little bit of an out-there question. I'm always curious of the guests I have on Super Cool Radio. If you were stuck on an island and you can only listen to one band, but you can, only, you can listen to their whole discography, who would you listen to, Chris? Oh, man. Uh, I'm glad that you said including their entire discography. Anybody that knows me probably knows this answer already. I got to go with Led Zeppelin. Um, they, just, they just have so much variety in their catalog. And uh, before any naysayers talk about them uh, ripping anybody off, they pretty much owned up to everything, and they did it better. So. Yeah, I was actually listening to – it's funny you mentioned that. I was listening to Led Zeppelin 1 today. Uh, that's actually my favorite album by them. That's a classic. For sure. Uh, for me, I'm listening to the Stooges. You know, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, that's who I'm going with. Oh, right on. That's a great, great choice. Repping the D. That's right, yes. So right now, you know, 2020, it's been a very interesting year of a whole lot of not much going on with the pandemic and everything. So uh, how have you been staying busy since there's no shows right now? Well, I've been going outside as much as I can, doing a lot of hiking, um, went camping last month, which was a lot of fun. I went up to the UP with my partner, and uh, we, we were up there for about a week. Um, she's also really into the outdoors, so that was a lot of fun. We had not really been able to go up there pre-COVID, so that was kind of, I guess, uh, a weird benefit of the whole pandemic. Um, other than that, I've been trying to read as, as much as I can. I don't know if I'm being that successful with it, but I'm trying. And uh, just writing a lot of material. I mean, I didn't anticipate to be writing new material, especially with uh, the band. But with everything coming to a standstill, I've been doing a lot of new songs with them and new songs on my own, just trying to keep the creative juices flowing. Yeah, I really like that. And um, I like that you said, you know, going outside, like, you know, pre-COVID, I wasn't too much of like, you know, going outside or going for hikes and stuff like that. But like, since, you know, now that everything is, you know, starting to open up at least and like you're allowed to do more stuff, I really like being outside. It's, it's something nice and uh, relaxing. Absolutely. And I mean, especially with, uh, with everything going on, it's hard not to, you know, kind of get down on yourself. And I think that just being out in the fresh air helps immensely. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Something, something about being outside that really just, it's really refreshing and it's uh, very nice. Mm -hmm. But so, you know, I introduced you as the Maestro Overdrive Orchestra. How did uh, that band get started and how did you choose that unique name? For sure. Um, so Adam Bogues and I, uh, he's the bassist. We go way back to, I mean, middle school, I think, or if not earlier than that. So him and I had played together in a few bands throughout high school and uh once we got to ferris state university where we went to college we wanted to kind of figure out what it was that we wanted to do and 
obviously we love Led Zeppelin. We like um, Pink Floyd and, and those kind of bands as well as newer kind of cult following bands like Queens of Stone Age and Tool. So we wanted to capture like the riffy kind of hard edged nature of those bands that we like, but we also really like uh, melody and harmony. And uh, both of us actually can get down to classical music from time to time. So that was kind of the, the idea for the name. Uh, you got the light and the, the dark, the, uh, the overdrive and the orchestra. And uh, for a long time, we were actually a three piece in college and even a little outside of college. And I would uh, use pedals to get it to sound like there was more than just one guitar. And uh, fast forward to a couple years ago, we met uh, with, with Sean Sova and Cameron Hill on the drums. Uh, and the funny thing is they all went to our high school. We just didn't know them that well. So we, we met up with them and having that second guitarist with Sean uh, really opened things up. And then he introduced us to James Blevins. We call him JC on the keyboards. And that whole kind of osmosis, so to speak, uh, came together and we were actually kind of able to make the name even more uh, more pronounced and make a little more sense than just a three-piece going to a five-piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, really, I really like the name Overdrive Orchestra. It just, um, it's very, it's very unique, but also I like what you said because the uh, explanation behind it, you know, the light and the dark of it was um, definitely, it's definitely a different name. But also very cool how you got you know the band together, especially meet up with people who you went to high school with and you just didn't know about. So that's always cool. Yeah, pretty wild for sure. So earlier this year, I mentioned that already in February, I believe, you um, released Electric Mind, which mm -hmm. I have my copy right here. Heck yeah. So I really dig the album just because of how it's every song is always it's kind of different like it's not just it doesn't just fit into one genre of music you guys really i think really expanded uh you, you know unique sound that it just everything just sounds so different and you always have like unique riffs and unique sounds that it's just not your like average run-of-the-mill music thank you i appreciate that so like how was it like writing and developing because i mean there's a lot of layers to like every song so how was it developing each song you know, it was uh, a little different with each song. So Adam and I had actually started writing um, what would become some of the songs on the album going as far back as like four or five years ago when uh, we were actually living down in Nashville, Tennessee. We were still playing as a three-piece at the time. And uh, we started developing a couple of songs, um, moved back to Michigan, met up with Sean and Cam, and they had also been developing some songs of their own together. And so we realized that, you know, we had all this material that was kind of on the same timeline. Like they had had that, their riff sitting around for a little while. Um, and uh, I think there was only a handful of like finished tunes. Uh, HCBM, Sean had that one pretty much written from start to finish. And then um, Parallel, the second song, we had uh, actually recorded that while we were living down south came back to Michigan, met up with our producer, Jeremiah, and he helped us flesh that out into a, a more fully realized song with some extra overdubs and whatnot. Um, but a lot of it was like 
you know, Cameron, even though he's a drummer, he can play guitar as well. And he would have a really cool riff and we would just kind of expand upon that. Uh, like Spectre was an old demo of his from like a campfire. I heard it and I was like, that's got some potential. And we ran with it. Um, Glass Kingdom was a guitar riff that he had come up with. And then we found this cool drum loop that we came up with on this old electric drum set that kind of brought that one together. Um, Revolution, the main riff to that was a, a song that Sean and Cameron had back from their college days. And uh, The Rome, I think, was one of Adam's tunes that actually pushed us into the territory of needing more members in the band because uh, we had been playing it down south and I just couldn't play all the guitar parts that it needed. Um, so it was kind of a very organic process of coming together. Each song was a little different. Um, release was a song that I thought was done when we were living down south and it ended up going through a bunch of changes, um, which is great because the finished product was more than I could have imagined. And then uh, I think Epilogue is, that one kind of glued everything together. Like we had this batch of songs and I was very inebriated one night and I figured out that all of the songs kind of, even though they were in different keys, they had common chords. And I was able to figure out that like the overall album was like in the key of like D flat or like B flat minor, relatively speaking. And I was like, I think I can string these together. And the guys trusted me. Jeremiah trusted me. It kind of came together and that solidified the track listing. So it was, it was a really interesting process for sure. Yeah, it sounds um, you know very unique, but also it's very natural. It sounds like a very natural process to develop this album. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, it really came together. It didn't feel like we were working. It was a lot of fun. Well, that's how that's how music should be. If you're not having fun, you know, creating music, then like, what's the point? Absolutely. And uh, just going off what you said about how every song is a little different, we're all tone chasers uh, and gear freaks, so we. We're very intentional about using different amps and guitars for different songs and different parts of each song, so it could have that variety. Yeah, and I think Jeremiah put, I, I think it was Jeremiah, he put out a post, you know, saying you guys use uh, special and unique instruments to create some of those sounds. Is that true? And like, what instruments did you use? That is true. Um, so we used on a couple of tracks a uh, baritone guitar that I had uh, purchased a couple years back. And that's a really cool guitar that's tuned in between a standard six string and a bass guitar. So that let me kind of play in this realm along with the keyboards in between Sean and Adam. Sometimes I'm playing a little more guitar. Sometimes I'm playing a little more rhythm, hanging out on the low end. So that was really cool. We had this old Gibson I think it's called an invader. It looks like a Les Paul, but it's from the eighties. And uh, Jeremiah had found that guitar. A buddy of him called him up. This was years and years ago. They found it in a river and uh, just like washed up on the shore. They cleaned it up, restrung it. I think they might've put uh, new electronics in it, but yeah, an old eighties guitar back from the dead. Um, but I think the, the big surprises were definitely the pedals that we used. Um, we, we used, I mean, 
gosh, over 20 guitars. Um, but we used uh, these cool pedals. One of them that we used on Spectre, it's this made by this company called PHSC. I believe they're out of uh, Indiana, actually. So not too, too far from you. Um, and that was uh, Brent Garrett. Got to give him a shout out. He, he kind of gave us like a sponsorship type thing. Got to play with the pedals for free. But uh, it's basically a pedal that emulates a theremin. So it was really wacky to use. We, it was hard to tame. But if you get it just right with the timing and your, your fretting hand, it sounds like a theremin and gives that really weird alien-like quality. Um, and I also used uh, not so much a pedal, but there's this really cool effect called an Ebo. And it's basically just this little box with a, like a pointer on it. You put it over the strings and it causes this just electromagnetic pulse to go on infinitely and vibrates the strings so you don't have to use a pick at all you just move your hand up and down the neck and it makes cool noises so similar ish to the uh theremin pedal but uh, a little different so a lot a lot of cool vintage pedals that we used as well it's yeah it sounds like you had a really a huge selection of super cool and um i think underutilized in the music world instruments and i really like you know the guitar uh, washing up on shore. I don't know whoever got rid of it or threw it out. I mean, but you guys got it now, so that's the, at least a plus. Oh yeah, they missed out. <laughs> yeah, and you know, just the whole the whole album just has a very unique uh, vibe to it, and especially the name Electric Mind. I think it just fits so perfectly. Plus, I really like the artwork too, especially on the back. I don't know if people can see it, but just that um, I don't know whatever that image is. I'm um, it just looks, it looks very cool. Like, um, so how, how did the artwork come together for it? So that's a really interesting story too. Um, that initial artwork, um, goes back to our college days. We had, uh, like a couple EPs that we released back then. And that was actually from our second EP entitled Heading East. And it was a little more, it looked more like a traditional rainbow as far as like the color spectrum is concerned. And uh, a buddy of ours, Sydney Bringleson from Detroit, she uh, came up with that artwork, but we never actually pressed physical copies. Um, we were like in this weird time when we were moving down south and we were switching drummers and we ended up sitting on the album for a couple of months before we released it. So we ended up just doing it digitally and this artwork just sat idle for a little while. Um, and then we started working with our good friend, Jackie Radford, who's a phenomenal artist, also happens to be Adam's fiance. Uh, so again, very creative person. And we were working with her for pretty much all the other artwork. We did that for the singles, HCBM Inspector, she did those. And all of the artwork on the inside of the album was her and we basically we were trying to have like some sort of image on the front and I took that artwork from heading east put it into photoshop added this really weird effect that gives it the look that it is now um, which is really cool especially with those some of those lines look like lightning bolts or electricity um, and that was initially like the background image with a, like a symbol on top 
and we were showing it to people close to our group, like, what do you think, this, that, and the other, and everybody's like, honestly, we think it should just be the background. Like, everything else is taking away from that cool vibe that you have going. And so we finally just decided that less was more, and yeah, just stuck with that that old piece of art that we just added a cool filter to. Yeah, it's really cool how, like, it, you know, it sounds like some of the stuff, you know, you come up with songs you've had from, like, you know, college days, you got the artwork from, you know, previous album. It just seems like just everything came together perfectly, you know, for the, the album and for the cover art as well. Yeah, it was very much like kind of tying up loose ends, uh, so to speak, and and coming together into this this new thing. And now now moving forward, it's like a, like a fresh, clean slate. It was definitely like an, a new statement, so to speak. It had been a couple of years since we had a, a formal album out. Yeah, and you know, again, I'm going to do my review on Electric Mind, but I can already tell you already, like, I'm really digging it. It's just a whole unique vibe that's just out there, and it's just completely different from everything else. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, you know, we're talking about albums, and I got a very interesting question for you. I mean, there's been many great albums. There's been flawless albums. But what is, like, one album that you can think of that, like, someone should listen to in their lifetime? Oh, man. That's a, that is a good question. It's a loaded question, I know. Yeah. Um, going off, you know, the top of my head, most recent things I can think of, I would have to recommend an album called Lightning at the Door by a band called All Them Witches. They are a very, very cool psych rock band from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Adam and I actually got to watch them kind of blow up over the course of the few years that we lived there. I think the first show we saw them play was like a bar of 20 to 35 people. And now they're like selling out their hometown. They almost sell out every show that they, they come to play in Michigan. But that album really blew me away as far as like like my personal taste in music obviously we tried to make an album that we would all enjoy with electric mind but like taking it away from us as musicians and just listening to music that album is like the perfect album for me personally it's it's heavy when it needs to be but it has like some more chill uh, sections to it and it's just like a very fully realized idea. Um, it's got everything that I could want in an album, and I think that it would have a lot of stuff for other people too. Um, in fact, I think the most listened to song that they have on Spotify is from that album, and it's actually not one of their heaviest songs. It's It gets heavy at a certain point, but it almost sounds like a slow blues song for the majority of it. Um, I, I could talk about it for hours. Lightning at the Door is an awesome, awesome album. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. That's the first time I'm actually hearing about them, so I'm definitely going to have to check it out. I'll have to listen to it in my lifetime, and then everyone else will too. Absolutely. So, you know, obviously we're talking about music, and I always like to ask my guests this question. Outside of uh, Overdrive Orchestra, what music have you listened to this week? This week? Um, so I've been actually on a Pink Floyd kick for the past couple days. Um, I'm not entirely sure what sparked it, but I've been going back, listening to Animals, Dark Side of the Moon, Wish You Were Here. Um, Animals especially, just like, I feel like it's an underrated album of theirs because it's right in between Wish You Were Here and The Wall. 
So I've been really vibing out with that. Um, also been listening to Royal Blood. They have a new single out called oh. Troubles Coming. It absolutely slaps. Um, and then I've also been digging on uh, the new Sylvan Esso record, Free Love. If you're into a little more electronic kind of vibe, um, along with like some like 20s style jazz vocals. She's a female vocalist singing on top of these electronic beats. Really cool, kind of in the realm of Fantagram, but even a little more lo-fi and chill. Um, and it's like a nice, easy listen. It's like a half an hour long uh, to change it up from what I normally listen to. Yeah, you listen with some great bands there. And, you know, there's really no reason that you can't listen to Pink Floyd. No, you know, nothing has to inspire you. You can just listen to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, this week I'm listening to – I started with Black Sabbath, and then I went into Ghost because I thought, you know, it would be a nice, you know, nice transition since they're, you know, one inspired the other. And oh, then yeah. I listened to my friends Elsie Binks uh, from Detroit. And then uh, what did I listen to today? Oh, um – Oh, shoot, I just forgot it. <laughs> uh, obviously, I was listening to Electric Mind this week as well. Uh, there was somebody else. I was listening to, uh, oh, yeah, Kaleido, also from okay. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been trying, you know, got to get, you know, the old school classic, but also, you know, the, the newer band, you know, from Michigan. You know, I'm, I'm on the border. I'm, you know, South Bend, Indiana, so right on the border between Indiana and Michigan. Yeah, I mean, the Midwest is the Midwest. We're, we're a family, I feel like. Exactly, yeah. We got we got a lot of a lot of corn and our winters are always very unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so, thank you so much, Chris, for hanging out with me. I love I love chatting music with you. It's um, you're, it's uh, you know, your stuff um, it's a, it's a little bit out there. I just love it. You know, everything you've talked about and mentioned. And uh, I know 2020 has been an unpredictable year, as you know I've stated before. But what can we expect from Overdrive Orchestra for the rest of 2020 into 2021? Great question. Um, coming up the, the quickest, we're actually dropping a uh, vinyl record of Electric Mind that will be available October 10th, so right around the corner. We're really, really excited for that. Um, obviously, didn't come out in February, but uh, we figured it'd be a nice kind of way to keep people people interested, and this was even before COVID happened, but I feel like now it's uh, better than ever with there not being any shows. So we got the, the vinyl record drops October 10th. Um, other than that, we're going to keep working on, on new material, start fleshing that out. Um, hopefully we will get to play some shows next year. I don't really see anything happening this year, especially with winter right around the corner. Um, but we will probably do another live stream concert we did one at the beginning of september for uh, arts beats and eats based out of royal oak awesome music festival for people that aren't already uh, familiar with them but obviously they couldn't do the formal festival so they had this awesome campaign had over 100 acts do virtual concerts and it was a lot of fun um kind of weird not playing to anybody but i think we might do another type of concert like that maybe we'll set up in like a semi-circle and face each other more like a band practice so we can at least vibe off of each other but uh we seem to get some some good feedback from that 
again, with there not being live shows. So we'll probably do another one of those maybe around the holidays and just keep our nose to the grind, uh, albeit maybe a little quietly, but you bet as soon as uh, these restrictions are lifted and it's safe to do so, we will be back out on the road playing shows. Yeah, and um, you know, when everything just can safely open up, uh, I look forward. I haven't seen you guys live yet. I've uh, been wanting to. I know, I think, like, right after you released Electric Mind, obviously, you know, shut down and COVID happened, but I would definitely like to see you guys live. Oh, we would love to play for you. <laughs> I think it would definitely be an experience, I will say. <laughs> for sure. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for hanging out with me. A featured band of the week, Overdrive Orchestra, and the maestro of it, Chris Cranick. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, man. Thank you for having me, Matthew. It was an absolute pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for watching this video. I am, of course, Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio.